Hi, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. That's the podcast that helps you learn the business of being a safety consultant. I'm going to continue that tradition right now with Safety Consulting 101. This is the second annual Safety Consultant 101 that we're going to do. And I am going to go over everything to finding your perfect client, choosing the name that will fit and resonate with that client. We're going to learn how to write proposals. Can I have a one-on-one time for those people who would like to speak with me one-on-one and time to reflect about what we learn? Learn about partnerships and CEUs and how to use those to boost your business. Learn about event coordination, email marketing, and even instructional design. That's Safety Consulting 101. To find out more information about the event, go to viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. That's viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. In this episode, we are going to review must-have items for the safety consultant. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast with Sheldon Primus. I'm Sheldon Primus, and I am your host. And this podcast, I show you the business side of being a safety consultant, as well as some general safety and health information that's going to help you in your safety profession. So this week is going to be a little different than other weeks. I'm going to focus on something that may not have um, technical chops per se, but it is something that you still have to really think about and consider. And that uh, is some of the things that should be in your toolbox, in your toolkit, in your car uh, that you're going to end up using when it comes to your uh, your profession. So one of the things I, I want to include, and this is a resource kit, steam iron. Think about that one. You're always in a professional setting. So this is my number one. I don't even think I have them like all numbered. But number one is that steam iron. See, I just threw it in on you. Steam iron? You're probably like, what is Sheldon saying? So anyway, I use that constantly. I've got one that I bring with me. Uh, The recording I'm doing right now, I'm actually on the road. And I do have it. I missed it once and some hotels don't have your ironing board and iron and you get a whole bunch of stuff. Those steam irons will just make your clothes look as if they were ironed in just a matter of maybe five minutes in some cases. And it's a wonderful item. It's something that's portable you could take with you when you fly. 
and I do, and that's right now I drove to my current location. I'm about to fly, and I'm not going back home, so everything I brought with me is basically coming with me on the flight, and that's steam irons with me, and that thing is worth whatever little ounces it's going to be added to my weight for my flight. So steam iron, put that down as one of the things you should be looking for. So go grab one of those. Get a CFR, Code of Federal Regulation, but I really think you should go ahead and get Mancom. Mancom is one of the publishers of the CFR. Mancom does an excellent job. M-A-N-C-O-M-M. Excellent job. Uh, they're not sponsoring the show in any way. I'm not opposed to them sponsoring the show, so if anybody from Mancom is listening, hey, hit me up. Uh, anyway, uh, but truly, what you're you're looking at is if you are uh, going to be a safety and health consultant, you got to know the rules and the regulations. The rules and regulations are codified in the Code of Federal Regulations, so grab those CFRs, but you have to have them anyway, so might as well use one with a publisher that understands how to delineate the information so that you could find it easily and you could also they give you little special features such as if you're in one of the uh, sections you can look on the top right corner of the page and you'll see the section number of wherever you are in the standard excellent love that so you don't get lost go down and you'll see on the corner of and this is by memory I don't have one here with me uh, you see on the corner of the pages is a black tab with a red hat the red hat has a CFR and it's not really a hat it's just a little red box sitting on top of a black box but uh, that is another really cool thing and then when you're looking in the actual section paragraph that you are you follow the paragraph all the way down to the end and in the red they actually have a place marker number where you could tell exactly where you are so you don't have to keep flipping and flipping and flipping to find where you actually are in the in that whole section so it's it's really good to have i'm i'm, I'm a big fan of that so i'm gonna tell you that you're gonna have to pick up a mancom cfr the only thing that you're going to look for is you want to get a projector. Projector sizes, it really depends on what your budget is because those things are very expensive. So uh, projector sizes, you're going to uh, probably want to look for something that's going to give you very high lumens, the light. That's the most important thing is the light and then also the connections. Whatever you're going to use for your computer, make sure it connects and if you have to uh, match up, basically what you have to do is you want to match up that connection port to the type of computer that you have. So that's very important to do. Uh, I have one that's a Palm projector that I've had for years, maybe a good four or five years now. At the time it was a uh, sharper image and I may have bought it I kind of remember it being something like 300 bucks lumens aren't too high 
Uh, so it's it's a big difference with the lumen. So uh, you would end up having to turn off the lights in the room a little, and then lights, if you will, or especially lamps on the other side of the room, and then that makes it where you could actually see the projector real good in some uh, areas that are very bright. Uh, most rooms, you, you, you'll be able to see it, and they'll project really good. You could go back towards like maybe whatever your surface is, if you're back about seven feet or so, uh, you'll have a full room that could see that projector really well. So it works, and, and you'll have to get speakers with it. That's another tip, so we'll go straight into projector from projector. You gotta get some speakers. So that little handheld, and it, it's truly handheld. It is palm size. I fit this projector in my palm. It has its own carrying bag, and uh, it has its own connections, and it has a battery pack and everything. I could fit all this stuff in my computer bag, just throw it right in, and, and uh, have a way to project. And it even has an HDMI output, so a great. But the only thing is, is the sound that's on this thing is you could barely hear it. The computer sound is probably higher than the sound uh, that's coming out of this thing. So what I ended up having to do is I had to go out there and purchase some speakers. And when I got these speakers, you hook them up right into your laptop, but you have to tell your laptop what source you want the output to come from. So my output to my speakers, I want that source to come uh, from the speaker and not from the projector, basically, is what you're going to, uh, the choices you have to make. So definitely get a speaker system. I mean, it doesn't have to be a full system. It's just one of those nice little desk speakers that you have uh, out there. Just grab one of those and bring them with you. So that's a, the best thing to do there. Let's see. One thing that goes with this is very, very simple is the HDMI cord that you're using to connect your computer to your projector. If you don't use the projector, you may also use a computer screen or even a TV screen that has a HDMI output, uh, input, excuse me, in there. The HDMI input is that one that you see in your HD TVs. So that input is really good to have. And once you get that in there, an HDMI, especially if you buy a computer and you want to get a computer laptop, make sure it has a lot of those. But uh, that input itself with the cord, now you could, instead of using a projector, you could go use a flat top TV, hook right into there. You don't need your speakers because the HDMI cord will carry your sound. You are good to go in that situation. It's awesome. But just don't get any cord. You want to get one that is going to be of one of the bigger coax type cords. Uh, try to get the one that's gonna give you nice, pure signal and quality. And then to boot, you want that sucker to be at least 25 foot long, right? So you're going for a 25 foot. If you get a 50 foot, that's fine too. I don't think they make them in 50, but you wanna get a 25 foot HDMI cord because you're gonna need to stretch it at some point and these little six footers or 10 footers aren't gonna do it. So go ahead and get the long HDMI cord that has a very good connection points and uh, sturdy cord. Mine's actually a flexible cord, but it's you know pretty thick coax size. So HDMI, that's the other one. The next is 
you also want to have a power cord. And a lot of these so far that I've gone through besides the, the steam iron has been related to safety training. A lot of your work is going to eventually be safety training. So I know everyone gets into consulting to do mock OSHA audits and to go out there and uh, check out the field and work and write written programs and coach your workers. Yes, that's definitely part of it. You will see that, but that's not everything. You're going to end up having to do a boatload of training too. So you want to make sure you're ready for that. So next tip, resource that you're going to need is a power strip. So not just a cord, you're going to need a power strip. If you can get a good 25 foot, 50 foot one, that's going to be great. You want it to have a nice, uh, strong, um, just a sturdy piece. You don't want one of these flimsy ones. So a nice and sturdy piece and uh, get that with the ground fault circuit interrupter. Got to have that one. So use that. And I would go with maybe one of those um, three uh, outlet ones, or I should say three prime one, uh, so you could have the grounding and then get one power strip that also has uh, maybe four or five outlets. No, not even four or five. Usually I think it's three or four out in the field. So three or four outlets is what you're looking for. And then you also want to make sure that uh, it's a three prong, three prong uh, one, two. So you can have that grounding in there because there's a lot of computers. Most computers, they're, they're uh, going to need some sort of grounding. All right. VGA cord is generally for older type of computers and PC more specifically. That's the one that cooks right into the traditional projectors that we first talked about. That VGA cord is have an extra one. So we talked about the HDMI cord, get your VGA cord, make sure your VGA cord. And there's another one that's, I can't remember the, the uh, it's more of a Mac version of the VGA cord because the, the way the pins are lined, it's, it's funny, but make sure you, you check all your options there and have a, an ability to go to any type of device, any type of pin connection. Uh, so you may need a dongle or two in order to do that connection. And a dongle is just a mini piece of, uh, it's a connector piece. Uh, basically, like uh, if you're going to go from an HDMI port into a VGA port, you've got one little cord that you could use or an adapter piece. You stick that in one side and it's got the other one. That's what you, you're looking for there. All right. Another two are going to also be related to uh, training, but there's stuff that you, you really need to have is your own markers and your eraser. But wait, not just any eraser. You want to go and get the magic eraser, like the actual magic eraser that is uh, over at uh, any store, really. Any grocery store, it's the Mr. Clean magic eraser. That is awesome for any type of boards that use dry erase. It, it takes stuff off that's been there forever prior to when you get there and do your work. So get uh, markers, colored markers, dry erase markers. 
uh, then get permanent markers and get dry erase. It's stuff that you're gonna need. If there's an easel set up there and you got some permanent marker, you could grab a hold of the pad, stick it on the easel, start writing stuff out. Uh, if it's a regular classroom with a dry erase board, grab your dry erase markers with your magic eraser and go ahead and do you know the work that you're supposed to do there and write stuff out. People do like when they could uh, interact with you training. Yep. A good interaction is using uh, markers on a dry erase board. So get all that stuff going. So that's all related to training, but it is some of the things that has is, is just been value, invaluable to me. I just, I can't tell you how many times I use that stuff over and over again. And sometimes I get into a training scenario and I'm expecting a room to look a certain way and to have certain equipment and it's not there. So I gotta now make sure I pick up the slack for someone who was setting up the meeting and just didn't do it right. So uh, that, that stuff that we just went over is, is, is things that I've used a lot. All right. Next is you want to make sure you have a laptop. Then the laptops are going to have that for training. You're going to have a laptop that is going to be used for your general work. It's good to have a desktop if you have one. You can do a desktop and a laptop, but uh, when you're traveling, all your emails, everything else you need, uh, you're using a laptop. So when you're uh, about to set up your business, just know for sure one of your expenses, that's going to be one of the first things you're going to put for your business, is going to get a laptop and you want to make sure it's got the right ports. So when you're pricing these things, you want to price it and it's, you know, I, if you want to go Apple, if you want to go PC, if you want to, you know, whatever is out there, go ahead and, and use the particular thing you want. But you want to make sure that it's going to have ports that first will be HDMI. Uh, you want to also uh, check and see if there's a VGA setting or something or a port. Ethernet port is important for internet if you have to be wired because every once in a while you get in a place that you definitely have to be wired you won't be able to use uh, any wi-fi or hotspot coming from anywhere else so have that prepared be ready for that one and the other uh, good thing that you want to look for is the webcam you want the the best one you can and uh, just you want to get as high ram as you could afford and memory as you could afford. That's the important stuff. The solid state drive and all that other stuff is definitely important, but you really want to make sure that you're going to have a computer that's going to be robust, going to have a lot of memory, and it's going to be a fast computing speed. So those are the things. For more, go to your local store that deals with that. I'm just going to tell you the stuff I know. There's a bunch of stuff in there that I am not aware of. Um, you will also need a Wi-Fi hotspot. So if you haven't really thought about the Wi-Fi hotspot thing yet, it is awesome to have. So that's you bringing your own internet wherever you go. I uh, joined a, a Verizon plan a while ago that is now defunct, but I have a, a mobile hotspot that I bought from them. And this was an unlimited plan for 70 bucks. And if you paid online, 
uh, auto payment, then it would go to 65 bucks. So unlimited, no throttling back or anything. And now I'm able to have Verizon coverage, but you are going to be in areas. Sometimes if you travel outside of your local facility or local area, you may have uh, areas where Verizon won't work. And then this of course is whatever the, uh, network is for your country, you know, if it's like, uh, I forgot the, the one in Jamaica, the Digicel, I believe it is. They have Digicel everywhere in Jamaica. It's just all over. It's like, uh, they, they drop money everywhere, but whatever your, your cell service is when in your country, you want that hotspot to be able to connect in more remote areas as much as you can so you might need a booster but generally you can't really get a portable booster i don't believe uh yeah you might but anyway uh the most part is if there is two or three competing companies then uh you might end up having to have different hotspots like for me i've got one on the verizon network and i got one on the at&t network and for me in the u.s it's good enough some places may not have AT&T, but they'll have Verizon. And some places will have Verizon, but they won't have AT&T. So I'm connected either way. And my AT&T plan is different than my Verizon plan. I'm not going to pay unlimited for two. So what I decided is I'm going to do the very lowest on AT&T. Because for me right now, at the time of recording, I have more luck with the coverage with the places I go that AT&T is gonna be there, but Verizon will probably be the primary. So I actually made that the unlimited in the plan. The plan was just ridiculous, 65 bucks, unlimited, no throttling. It, they don't have that anymore, but it was awesome. So that's what I currently use. So there's a whole bunch more tips that will come out of this, but the idea is for me, I truly believe that these are essentials that you have to have uh, to make your life easier. And when we come back, I've got another one that's going to really be a mind blower for you because you're probably not, not think that I would even bring something up, but I do have a tip of the week that is also related to resources. So how about that for a, uh, or one of those cliffhangers that they, they say to, to leave you on. But uh, before we get to the tip of the week, I just want to remind you that if you go to neosti, N-E-O-S-T-I dot org, that's the nonprofit association that I started a little while ago for training. And my idea, hope is that eventually through this training company, um, nonprofit, that it will provide low low cost training or no cost training for safety and health throughout all of the u.s and its territories uh, just to go to places that are hard to reach and bring training to them so that's what i i my idea was and that's the goal of this nonprofit. so it's the national environmental occupational safety training inc neosti neosti.org and you want to get to the safety fm page so it's neosti.org backslash safety fm 
So Safety FM has a road show coming up. They're going to be in Daytona Beach, Florida, August 5th, 2019. And then Denver, Colorado, September 23rd to the 27th. And it's going to be me and Dr. Jay Allen uh, from Safety FM. We're going to talk a little bit about safety culture and safety compliance, safety culture through the eyes of the human organization performance hub. And Dr. Jay will be talking about that. The five-day events, Dr. Jay will take those two topics off at the uh, end of the week and at the beginning of the week. I'll go over OSHA compliance issues through the eyes of a consultant. And uh, this is going to help you see how you could use your organization or, or, uh, or view how you could, as an organization, prepare for either compliance issues or culture issues through the eyes of a safety consultant. So you go to neosti.org backslash safety FM and you could do the registration for the week-long event in Denver, Colorado, the five-day event, and day five will be a safety roundtable. Or you could do a one-day event at Daytona Beach, which is August 5th, 2019, all these dates. And that one-day event is going to be both Dr. J and I splitting the day, and we're going to talk about the same thing, compliance tips, and then also the human organization performance tip of the week. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. J. Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Welcome back. And before we do the tip of the week, I'd like to just thank you for listening to the show. And you guys have been awesome for me. I get some feedback that it has been very good for other people listening. Uh, If you enjoy it, please share it with someone and just help me spread the word. So anyone who is a safety consultant or if they are doing the role of being a safety consultant, or if you feel this is a show you they just got to hear, go ahead and share it. Share it. And uh, if you can, subscribe to the show. And then also uh, just make sure that if there's any time you have, give me an iTunes review. That's kind of like a big deal in the industry, those iTunes reviews. Everybody that you listen to on podcasts asks for those. So I'm, uh, I'm joining in because I want to be relevant to iTunes so they'll keep spreading the word. All right. The tip of the week is probably something you would not have expected from me, but I am going to let you have it. So this tip of the week kind of goes towards resources as well. And I really love essential oils and not just any. I am going to unabashedly tell you I use doTERRA essential oils specifically. And the reason why is because of its purity. So I do use that. I love it. It's been awesome for me when you apply pure essential oils. That's why I use doTERRA because it's pure. And uh, I don't want to say just essential oils because it's not going to make a big difference in the oils 
that you buy, so this tip isn't going to help you if you buy the wrong oils. So that's why I wanted to make sure you get a pure and the purest oil you can. And to date, that is going to be doTERRA oils, D-O-T-E-R-R-A. So this is what it does. There's oil for any ailment, pretty much. And it's just natural remedies. The things that the shamans have been doing for years and uh, indigenous people around the world that don't have drugstores or anything, they go to the root, the plant. So same thing with pharmaceuticals. All the pharmaceuticals start with the root, the plant. So what the essential oils do in the purest forms is they press out the oils from each plant and then use the benefits of the oil for anything. So I have one that I keep, I have a pill bottle that I keep with me, uh, or actually it's a pill case. And inside the pill case, there's eight different sections. And inside I have eight indi individual oils. So let's say I had a stomach ache. There's a blend called Digestin. So uh, it works really quickly. I mean, within most of the time, three, five minutes, you're, you're getting relief. So if you're about to go into a meeting or you're teaching a class and now you you don't have anything with you or rollate or an acid or anything, you put an essential oil. This one is taken where you can rub it on your stomach or uh, there's there's other ways. Uh, they also have a pill version and digestible version of it. And you're good. Same thing, headache. You got the oil for that. Peppermint, the actual peppermint oil. You could use, rub it on your temple, and it's going to relieve a headache. So now I don't need aspirin. I don't need anything else. And the time factor is so short that I could react real quick. And um, and I like that. So peppermint's one. There's a blend called Balance. I usually get terrible motion sickness. Anybody that knows me, I couldn't get in anything that moved <laughs> without getting sick. And uh, this Deterra Balance uh, blend, it's an oil blend that is, they call it a grounding blend of different oils. And I use it on my pulse point inside my wrist on each arm. And then also my heart, I just rub a little oil and it doesn't take much at all because it's so pure. It's a drop maybe two, so it lasts a long time. So I put a little dab of this oil in those two places. And now I am good to go. I actually don't get motion sickness anymore. If I'm nervous, because sometimes, yes, I still get nervous, I'll use that and I'll just calm me down. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll see you on Monday. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Here's the thing about new cherry vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been vanilla cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke cherry vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke vanilla cherry Coke or cherry vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. Hey, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. 
and that's the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. I just want to invite you this September to an event called OSHA Compliance Help. This event is going to be co-hosted with my business partner, Kevin Yarbrough. Uh, Kevin Yarbrough had retired from OSHA as the assistant area director of the Tampa office, and he has 26 years of service with OSHA. So in this event, what we're going to do is we're truly going to go over things that have uh, effectively been hard for people to understand about OSHA. So we'll talk about how to survive and thrive through an OSHA audit, OSHA record keeping, understanding the CFRs, how to decode compliance letters, and much, much more. This is going to be your time to truly talk to someone who's been in the business and someone who's been in OSHA together. So go to viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help. Viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help for more information and for event tickets.